Here I am in the fellowship hall at the Birdwell's Chapel Church of Christ, missing all of you. Each week until the quarantine is over, a devotional will be posted on our Facebook page and on our website. Please make it a habit to join us each week at 10.30 a.m. because once public gatherings can resume, I hope to see you once again. I hope by now you've prayed and have listened to some inspirational singing. The YouTube playlists were put together by Brother Jim Reed, so use those not only during these Sunday services, but all throughout the week. They can do so much for you spiritually. This time is not easy, as many congregations have struggled with whether or not to stop meeting for a while. For those who have chosen to stop meeting, basically, we're scattered. Early in the church's existence, Christians were routinely scattered because they were being persecuted. Acts chapter 8 and verse 1 says, And on that day, a great persecution began against the church in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria. Well, I've never sat in a Bible class and heard someone condemn the Christians for running for their lives. Those people should have risked death. I've never heard anybody say that. Actually, them being scattered in the first century helped to spread the gospel. Acts chapter 8 and verse 4 says, Therefore those who had been scattered went about preaching the word. So the very thing that I'm sure they wished had not happened actually helped in spreading Christianity. And don't you think that God can use this unique time for His good just like He did in Acts chapter 8? Don't you think that God can create something marvelous out of these uncertain times? How will He do this, you may ask? Well, first off, it starts with you. Show your children that worship is important and that God is not confined to any building. Acts chapter 17 and verse 24. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 gives us some wisdom on this as well. Remember Jesus Christ, Paul told Timothy, risen from the dead, descendant of David, according to my gospel, for which I suffer hardship, even to imprisonment as a criminal. Paul was imprisoned, you see. Paul had been arrested for what he believed in, and the final part of verse 9 in 2 Timothy chapter 2 says, But the Word of God is not imprisoned. Perhaps God will use this temporary scattering to renew a longing for church gatherings, to refresh our gratitude for Christian fellowship, and sharpen our focus on the things that really matter. As you are at home listening right now, I hope you see how important church gatherings are. I miss you a great deal. I miss our singing. I miss our conversations. I miss hearing about how your week went. But those moments will return very soon. But until then, let's keep some things in mind for the coming weeks. Number one, count your blessings, not your burdens. As you look around yourself this morning, there's plenty to be thankful for. Your health, most likely. Your job, your family. And as I consider my own busy life, I am thankful for this extra time off. We're all just too busy these days. And we've grown accustomed to the hustle and bustle. 
And we're not considering, I believe, the damage that it is doing to our health and to our family connections on a day-to-day basis. During this pandemic, it's easy to focus on the negative because it is screaming to be seen. So it is very easy to miss the good that is around us everywhere. Make it a point to notice this and to focus more on the good than on the bad. Psalm chapter 103, beginning with verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of His benefits. Forget none of of His blessings, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion. You see, these are wonderful things that God gives us. Loving kindness, compassion that we can pass on to other people. Don't forget about those things during this time. Don't forget about those spiritual connections and the family connections that you can make even now as you sit with your loved ones. Our loving Father in Heaven, who satisfies your years with good things. Not passing things, not fleeting things, not frivolous things, but good things. Our Heavenly Father gives us good things and we've got to start looking more at them, counting those blessings and not the burdens that seem to be vying for our attention every moment of the the day, especially during these times. Are you thankful for the right things? When you count your blessings, please be thankful for the material, but do you have any of the spiritual to count? That is what the blessings that the Scriptures teach so much about. Are the spiritual blessings, the peace that passes understanding, the heavenly home that we have waiting for us, the the enriched families, the enriched family time that we can have because we are following God's plan. Are you thankful for those spiritual things? Do you have enough of those spiritual things to count? James chapter 1 and verse 17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. By gifts, James doesn't mean what you got for your birthday or what you got for Christmas that is now at the bottom of your closet, but rather spiritual gifts that we should be thankful for. Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. You can't keep those things down. You can't make a law against them and it actually follow through. You can't keep those things away from people for those are the fruit of the Spirit. They're not material things. They're fruits of the Spirit that we can all have if we'll count them, if we'll recognize them, if we'll use them. They're there for the taking for us to spread around to all those who may need it. Counting your blessings is a bit easier for some than it is for others. So secondly, I'd like to tell you to ask for help and stop the hurt. There are many people who can get by right now financially because they have the means. If you're a Christian, remember, it is during these times that we can let our light shine. We can sacrifice for others. We can give of what we have. We can show love by helping someone who cannot help themselves. There are some out there right now who aren't as blessed materially, 
Not everyone will have a check that comes in. Not everyone can buy enough food to get through even if it is available. There are some who struggle even when times are good. It was a leper in Matthew 8 that said to Jesus, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. He asked for that help so that he could stop his hurt. It was a group of friends in Mark chapter 2 who opened a roof and let down their friends so that Jesus could heal him. Maybe you're a friend who needs to go to somebody and say, hey, you need help. You need help financially. You need help spiritually. Let me talk to you about my Savior. Let me talk to you about Jesus. If I'm talking to you right now, please ask for that help. We at Birdwell's Chapel want to assist our community in the best way that we can. Contact us through our Facebook page or our website, and we will do our very best to help you, if at all possible. During these uncertain times, you can ask for help and stop the hurt. Finally, please feed your faith, not your fear, during these trying times. It's easy to scroll through Facebook, but what are you seeing? Probably a lot of negative things. People who are stressed out and posting about all sorts of negativity, whether it's down the street or whether it's across the country or around the world, a lot of negative things are being seen online right now. There are some positives for sure, but again, your mind tends to focus on the negative. We've really got to try to limit that these days. You've heard the word social distancing so much, you know, you're probably getting somewhat sick of it. Continue to do that, but maybe implement it in a different part of your life. Social distancing with social media. Because watching what is going on in so many parts of the world can really increase your fear and increase your anxiety. And as you sit there and watch that stuff over and over and over again, you're just feeding your fear. You're making your anxiety worse. Now is a good time. You've got extra time at home. Now is an excellent time to read more of the Bible, to feed your faith, to look to that source that can help you through anything, not only this time, but through any difficult time. Because now is when your faith is going to be tested. Paul was a Christian who faced trying times in his life. And he said in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 12, I know how to get along with humble means. Many of us are doing that right now. Doing without those things that we would just run to the store and grab with no thought of it at all. Or having to think a little bit differently. Are we going to have food for the next week or two if the quarantine were to get worse? Are we going to have those simple things that we take for granted so much? Well, Paul knew what that was like, and he says, I know how to get along with humble means. And I also know how to live in prosperity. Paul experienced both sides of this, as many of us are now. In any and every circumstance, he says, continuing in the passage, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. Paul's faith was tested. He had come from prosperity. Now, at this point, he is he's writing his letter from a jail cell. 
Paul knew what it was like to live through humble means. And we are now at this point being reminded what it means to live humbly as past generations have. As past generations have struggled through the Great Depression, struggled through numerous wars, done without sacrifice for the good of the country, sacrificed for the lives and the souls of those that they lived close to. Your faith is going to be tested. Feed it. Feed that faith so that you can answer the struggles that will certainly come your way. If you feed your faith and not your fear, you'll actually come out stronger. 1 Peter 1.7 says, so that the proof of your faith be more precious than gold which is perishable, so that your faith may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. The lesson here applies in a lot of ways. But basically, when our faith is tested, we will grow because gold, when it is tested or tried with fire, as the King James says, it will come out better in the end. Earlier in the chapter, Peter was discussing salvation and an eternal inheritance. This is the blessing that Christians have and that non-Christians know so little about. This life is not certain. We don't know what the coming days and weeks will bring, but we do know that every man should be ready to meet his Creator someday, for that is guaranteed. In Acts 2, people began helping one another because many people were displaced in Jerusalem. They had traveled there for the day of Pentecost, and then the first gospel sermon was preached in Acts chapter 2. And after the people heard it, they said, Brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is how you can begin your new faith walk. This is how you can begin to focus more on spiritual blessings and less on material blessings. It is through a relationship with Christ that you can be that help for those who hurt so much in our society today, particularly now. If you're interested in learning more about becoming a Christian, please contact us at the Birdwells Chapel Church of Christ and we would be thrilled to study with you. Thank you so much for giving us a moment of your time and I pray that it has been uplifting to you. Thank you.